Welcome to a new beginning in the world of music. This is Melinda Demeter, and I'm here with my amazing piano teacher, Trevor Flemings. Welcome, Trevor, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with me today. Uh, I know that you're a student at the University of Regina, and you're also teaching piano at the Long and McQuaid. And would you like to talk a little bit about yourself and all the exciting things that are going on in your life? Alrighty, thank you for talking to me, I guess. Uh, yes, I'm a pianist um, as a career path and within my education. I've taken music only since I was about 13 years old, so not a terribly long amount of time, but I take it very seriously. Um, so I'm also a vocalist and I play saxophone, harp, all a bunch of different instruments and all that. Um, and that takes up a lot of my time, uh, definitely. So most of my time is spent in terms of um, intellectual effort at the university involved in music um, and some exciting things that are coming up I've actually got a couple of concerts coming up in this next week or so uh, performing on this Sunday I think the 2nd or 3rd of December with the chamber singers I'm the section lead for the basses in the choir um, so I help run the rehearsals and things like that a little bit um, and then the New Music Ensemble at the University of Regina next Friday, December 6th, I think, where we work, I'm a pianist and a harpist in that ensemble, so do a lot of improvisation, work with student composers, um, work with poets and dancers and things like that to do kind of performance art stuff. Um, so some exciting things. I've got a recital as well next semester in April or so, um, and a conducting uh, first time in February, I'm conducting the Saskatchewan Youth Choir as an assistant conductor. Um, so lots of exciting things have come from university, including teaching piano, which I did when I was younger a lot, and then I'm back into it this year. So, Well, I'm happy you're back, <laughs> yeah. because I'm loving the way you teach, and you have certainly a ton of exciting things going on in your life. Um, now, Trevor, you mentioned that you started playing the piano when you were 13. How did that happen? Um, well, I actually, I started music when I was probably six years old, but only for a very brief amount of time as music therapy, actually. Um, just some trauma within my family caused my sister and myself to need therapy, and our whole family is very musical. Um, I'm the only classically trained musician in my entire family. My mother has 20 brothers and sisters, but they're all musicians. Um, I'm from the East Coast, Nova Scotia, so lots of fiddling and like Celtic music. Um, so we went into music as music therapy and then moved a lot. I've moved every six months or so for the past 10 years until I was 13. I guess not the past 10 years, but when I was a child. Um, then started when I was 13 because I moved into a good situation where we had a family friend who was a percussionist and pianist who decided to take me on as a student and then it kind of skyrocketed from there. So in terms of like a classical pianist, I have quite a late start, probably about 10 years too late, but um, I've definitely made up for it. So music has been definitely therapeutic from childhood to now as well. So, And you know what? I have experienced that I don't have a lot of time to practice, but just sitting down, it really helps me just mm -hmm. forget about everything and I'm concentrating. Maybe it's just 
so hard on my mind too. Like I have to focus so hard on every little detail that I I don't have a chance to talk about every think about everything else mm-hmm. that's going it on around me. It gives a clear slate. And when Danny, my son, was trying to convince me to play the piano, and he wanted to play the piano, mm-hmm. I asked him why, and he says it's just so calming. So. Definitely, it is it is helpful. Do you have a special story related to piano that you would like to share? Yes, actually, um, it's fairly recent in the past few years, and it wasn't actually about being a solo pianist or a teacher so much as working with other musicians. Um, it was my first experience working as a collaborative pianist, as a collaborator with voice students. Um, I worked with a close friend of mine who's also a teacher here, actually, um, playing voice. For playing piano for her voice recitals and things like that. And to play with a vocalist, you have to be entirely in tune with everything they're doing within their body and recreate it in your body. Like you have to breathe with them Mm -hmm. and know what they're doing at all times. So the first time we rehearsed, it was an entirely out-of-body experience where I felt like I was looking at the two of us from outside because I had to think of what she was doing in myself. It was really crazy and it allowed me to kind of be able to look at how I play and then apply that to my teaching because I can like more readily make use of things that my teachers have given me because I can actually see it now and observe Mm -hmm. how it affects playing with someone else and the influence that I have on them and vice versa and all that. So it's just a really transformative experience in my playing that I've taken into my teaching um, and being able to better observe what's going on Mm -hmm. physically um, as well as musically within Mm -hmm. students. Must be a cool experience for sure. Yes, yeah. Experiencing (laughs) both sides. Now, Trevor, uh, what do you find the most challenging as a piano player and how do you deal with it? Um, As a performer, I would definitely say at a a higher level of piano, you become really fine-tuned to how to work with your instrument, like down to the millimeter touch, um, the different sounds you can make, because people often think of the piano as just one sound, loud or soft. There's so much texture that you can get with it. Um, But the main difficulty is playing on different instruments because as a touring musician or as a professional musician, every piano you play is entirely different. And what you do on one piano won't work on the other piano. So the most frustrating and challenging thing that I've experienced is having to, within a second, know how to work through the instrument front to back Mm -hmm. and know exactly what you're going to get um, to perform and do justice to the music you're Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that today, actually, during mm-hmm. our class, I noticed mm-hmm. that this piano is so different from my keyboard that yes, I have yeah. at home. Exactly. How about the challenging things when when you look at yourself as a teacher? Um, I would say definitely adapting to various needs because I have a wide range of ages and cultural backgrounds and like socioeconomic backgrounds. So just the advantages and disadvantages within each student's life allows them to absorb information um, differently. And kind of like I had mentioned previously when we were talking um, in lesson and before about languages, because you are uh, EAL, mm-hmm. English Alternate yeah. Language. And my experience of teaching a lot of EAL students at the Conservatory Performing Arts and here in various facets of music is having learned a language, uh, learned English as a second language or various other languages, um, absorbing the knowledge of music which is in its of itself a new language just comes so much more naturally so that's something that i've encountered as a challenge is students who 
English is their first language and they know no other languages because they're not used to learning a new language at kind of this developed stage in their life. I usually try not to work with super young students for that reason. Um, because learning your first language is obviously a different experience than trying to relate that to a new language. So just all those connections. Yeah, That's pretty cool. I actually never thought of, of being monolingual versus bilingual or multilingual would make a difference in, in learning how to play an instrument. So I think this is fascinating. <laughs> I absolutely love this. Uh, and I'm actually glad that my background in other languages is helping me. It definitely so. has. You picked up on a lot of difficult concepts almost immediately that would take weeks and weeks and weeks to even like for a different student who might be of a similar age even to even start to comprehend just because your brain is wired to pick up on those things quicker. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. I hope <laughs> you're not just saying it to be nice <laughs> no, to me. No, <laughs> I'm not nice for the sake of being nice. So. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Now, how would you describe your relationship with social media? I would be curious if you ever use social media, Twitter, Instagram, to connect with other professionals uh, in your field. Um, my experience with social media, just from growing up on a farm for the most part, is pretty limited. It was just like we had technology and internet, but it was very limited. Um, so I never really got into it until I came to university. And then I, I use Facebook and Instagram. I don't use Twitter or anything else, really. Um, mostly just for connecting with colleagues and keeping track of events and things because mm -hmm. I'm an active audience member as well as a performer. Um, so I... Professionally, more so use Instagram, actually, because I am a member of a performance art trio with a flautist and a percussionist in the city. So we make use of Instagram for networking and um, we've gotten tons of opportunities for performances as well as collaboration with visual artists and things like that. And then actually we had a recording artist ask if he could work with us and record an album or something like that, which as of right now, we're not going to do that. But um, it was a really neat opportunity and I'm moving more towards using social media because I'm starting to, I'm in my fourth year of university and I'm really starting to see the benefits of that for connections and things like that. I agree with that. And some people only tend to see the negative side of social media, but on the other hand, it can be so helpful because you can connect with people literally all over the world. Yeah. So that's pretty neat about it. How about open educational resources like YouTube videos, tutorials, online courses? Uh, how do you feel about those regarding teaching new skills? Um, well, as someone who is also a visual artist, and I do a lot of mixed media art, um, and I like to try new things, I make use of, oh, I would say, the open educational resources, more so YouTube videos and things like that, um, just to get a foot in the door to start to understand and then relate it to my own skills. Relating specifically to music and piano as an independent thing, trying to just work off of it, I think it's extremely limiting. Um, because part of piano and music in general is having that second observation. Like I had mentioned earlier, like that mind-blowing moment of being able to observe myself. Um, typically when you're learning, which is something you've probably noticed, like you don't notice when a rhythm is off or something like that because exactly. your ear isn't trained to do it yet. Yeah. Um, so as a strict thing, I don't think it's the most useful for piano because so much of it is somewhat observing things you can't see or hear because your ear and eye aren't trained to see those yet. Um, but in supplementation of lessons, I think it's extremely beneficial as reminders, 
um, and extra help to check in on things definitely because a week between lessons is a long time <laughs> a lot of a long time for like notes lesson notes things like that to kind of be misunderstood so to have those open resources um, as a support for that is extremely valuable i feel the same way you know starting how to learn the piano uh, how to play the piano was a totally new thing to me and when i started looking at resources online i felt lost like first of all i found it very time consuming mm -hmm. i'm looking and i wasn't even sure what to look for right because you have yeah. no idea which direction you are going and uh, i really needed your advice and just checking in and mm -hmm. telling me okay you are totally off or you're on the right track okay just <laughs> do little tweaks here and there but I, I definitely think that face-to-face -face learning is key. Yes, yeah, and with music, it's so personal to each person as well, personal to each person, <laughs> um, that just trying to get a generic um, overview of something, like, let's say, I don't know, a certain concept might sit very well with you, but not with some, someone else, and they might need extra help, but not every resource is going to give that. Um, or they'll give it, but it needs to be explained in a slightly different way for exactly. like whatever circumstance. So good, but limiting, I would say. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, what would be your advice to a beginner piano player? Um, I, something that I mentioned earlier as well is just to not be discouraged because it is a very slow process. Like I mentioned, I started probably 10 years too late. Most professional pianists start when they're like three, four, five, six years old. And it's very slow progress for the first like five to 10 years. Um, the gains that you'll see at first will be almost nothing. Um, but if you take the time to learn those and you don't try and barrel into it, um, it'll pay off five, 10 years down the road when you can fully understand what's going on and fully have control over all the minute details within your body, um, which is very important. And so many young pianists want to rush into learning a song or want to rush into like a song off the radio that they enjoy or want to rush into learning an advanced piece or a new concept without any of the basis and it's it kind of they lose interest because it doesn't work because you need you typically years of experience some students pick up on things like yourself quite quickly um so they don't need as much time and that was my case as well whereas i started late and picked up on things quite rapidly um, but yeah, the main advice would be just to not be discouraged and be willing to take things slowly and not immediately jump into that song that you always wanted to play and know that there are a lot of baby steps to get there. Yeah, and I had to face that too because <laughs> I, I picked out the most gorgeous songs I fell in love with, right? And then I had to step back and okay, baby steps. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, that's that's probably hard mm -hmm. for everybody. Well, Trevor, I would like to thank you for all your help and support throughout this semester. Uh, although my university class is ending, hopefully my piano learning journey is continuing. I would really love to continue it. Uh, it is very, very rewarding. I absolutely love it. And um, I would like to thank you for everything you did for me and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks thank so you. much. And I would also like to thank you for being part of my piano learning journey with a couple of songs. The first one is Edelweiss.
Away in a Manger. Thank you so very much for listening. I would like to wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.